I think being vulnerable is important because of the simple fact that it shows your true self. I feel like if you're not vulnerable, you're not giving your all. Instead of giving 100, you're giving like 80% because I don't really know the full you. To me, if I can't be vulnerable with you or vice versa, it's like I can't be on a deep level with you. This is Grow To Be Free, a self-development podcast that helps ambitious ladies pursue their dreams while finding peace, happiness, and maintaining a thriving mental health. My name is Kiani, and I burnt myself out at age 22. I didn't know my purpose. I hated my job. I thought money was the answer to all my problems, and girl, was I sad. I fought through anxiety and depression by working on myself nonstop. Now, I can honestly say that I am happy, I find peace every single day, and I'm on a journey to discover my best life. Join me as I sit with other ambitious gals who have learned to unlock this new level of life. Think of us as a girlfriend that actually grow with you. We'll share all the tangible tips to help you transform your mindset, mental health, relationships, faith, and finances. Plug in your headphones, get ready to jot down some notes, and let yourself be inspired. Welcome back to the Grow To Be Free podcast. I'm Kiani, your host, and I am so excited for today's episode because we have the first ever man in the history of Grow To Be Free (laughs) to be on the podcast. This is Brian Simmons, and he is the CEO and founder of Positive Mental, which is a clothing brand that is focused on mental health. And y'all know how much we talk about mental health on this podcast. So welcome, Brian. Tell us a little bit about yourself. (laughs) Yeah, so my name is Brian Simmons. Um, I am very, I'm a very outgoing person. Uh, I love to talk to people. I'm very uh, conversational. Uh, I love to just, you know, live life and just be happy. Um, if you, uh, you know, on TikTok, I'm always smiling and just trying to uplift people the most uh, with positive mental. I wanted to start positive mental to be able to have a brand that just has a meaning and a message behind it rather than just having a brand that just brings in money. So just wanted to definitely make an, I donated to the Jet Foundation, which uh, it helps young adults and also children that deal with suicide. Uh, I had a friend that actually committed suicide. So uh, when that had happened um, back in 2020, I wanted to be able to make an impact for young adults and, uh, you know, children who go through those things. So, you know, with my brand, it's just basically just about spreading positivity and bringing awareness to mental health and just being able to let people like have a voice and just know like, you know, there's people, there's brands out there, you know, who care, you know, uh, with my three words, my brand, it's confidence, love and strength. I, I want you to feel that when you wear my brand. So that's definitely just the biggest thing with me and my brand. Awesome. Yeah, that is that is so deep. And it's amazing to see that you've started a brand based off of something that has happened in your own personal life. I feel like those are sometimes, even though they're unfortunate situations, they could be beautiful results in the end and I can definitely see that with the content you post and I know you're helping so many people just with clothing which is really cool so thanks for what you do of course yeah I um I never realized how powerful clothing was until I really just uh was into it a couple months you know because it's kind of like you can um, just have somebody walk down the street and see your shirt and that could change their whole just um day or somebody wearing the shirt and just you know feeling that confidence, love, and strength. Or, you know, just a small story just to say my, my girlfriend's a social worker 
and uh, one of her clients, uh, she was on the train and she said that she was, you know, going to kill herself th uh, that day. And she was two stops away from her home. And she said, you know, if nobody like gives me any reaction, like a smile, talks to me, anything like I'm going to do it. And literally two stops away. And some guy saw that she had some Jordan retro threes. And I was like, oh, like I used to go to back in the day, had a conversation, smiled at her. So uh, she was in the bed and crying. And, uh, you know, realized that like, she deserved to be here. So my girlfriend told me that story about her client. And I was just like, man, like, that's powerful. You know, and you, you, you just, you know, because I'm a firm, I, I'm a real big believer in God. So I, I always say you just, you know, never know. And just just believing that, you know, God is always there, but also just believing like, you know, you're supposed to be here. You deserve to be here. And that's the biggest thing I advocate for, because I want everybody to know that you're on this earth for a reason at the end of the day. Amen. Yes. I love that. I've, I've heard so many stories like that. I just feel like that's so powerful. Like you said, I like to walk throughout life and, and being that positive light and saying hi and like acknowledging everybody because I know what it's like in the past to not feel acknowledged or not feel important mm. or like people see you. And that's really one of like the core needs as human beings is just to feel seen or to feel heard right. or to feel loved. So it's amazing what you're doing. And I'm very happy to have you on the podcast and to specifically talk about vulnerability, specifically right. coming from a man's perspective. And if mm. you're a lady listening to this, you're probably like, why do you, <laughs> why are we talking about this? <laughs> like we're not men, right. but I, I feel like there's always something that you can learn from um, the opposite gender because because there's because I feel like women know vulnerability when it comes to being a woman but like for men you have to overcome so much more I feel like to become mm -hmm. vulnerable so it's like that journey of learning and growing I feel like there's a lot of insight and a lot of things that like, you have learned being a man particularly a black man in today's society right <laughs> right right and uh, so I feel like you have a lot to share so could you share a little bit about your history with vulnerability and how that has transformed over the years yeah so uh, my history of vulnerability um I've definitely I'm I'm a really nice person, so um, I think one of my biggest problems sometimes is I become vulnerable pretty easily. Uh, friendships, relationships, uh, etc. Uh, I'm the type of person where I like to always have my hand out for people. So I'm always the type of person who's willing to give, or if somebody's stuck in a situation, I'm able to help. Like I just want to help. I'm always helping. So uh, I think that it's a gift and a curse to be a nice person because it's like. You become vulnerable, especially to most of my friends, because I've known most of my friends for literally years. So um, I just become easily just vulnerable in a sense of like, man, like I want to do A, B, and C. And it's like sometimes I think the back of my head, like, dang, like I don't even know if this person like like will do what I'm doing back back to them, you know? Because um, most of my friends, I mean, I. I deeply do love my friends, but sometimes I feel like, you know, they don't reciprocate certain like uh, situations that or situations or even like things that happen. So like, like I said, if I'm able to help them out in this way, I mean, sometimes if I ask for something, it's not reciprocated. Um, and that's why I say sometimes I had to like take a step back and realize like, ooh, like I need to have my guard up because the vulnerability with me, it's like, it's kind of like you're just putting your guard down and like, you know, and this really correlates well with relationships, of course, too. But um, I think what transformed too is uh, I played basketball, right? 
So I played basketball for years. I was really good. Uh, I was top 100 in California. So my dad loved like basketball, right? He wanted me to be in basketball for the longest. So I was very vulnerable in that sense because I saw how much that he loved me playing basketball and I loved it. And I started to realize the older I got, I'm like, okay, like I'm not going to make it to the NBA. You know, the NBA is a 1% chance of making it. So I realized I'm like, I want to do something else, but I didn't know what to do uh, when I was in college. Um, so I had made the decision eventually, like, you know, I don't want to play anymore. And um, that was a big step for me because, you know, he, he was upset, but I was taking, um, basically taking my life and being able not to be vulnerable in the sense of like, okay, like I have to do this. I have to play like, you know, I have to do my dad says, cause he's really happy. So seeing him happy, like, you know, I want to keep going, but then it kind of just came to a sense of like, okay, Brian, what do you want to do? That was the biggest thing. What do you want to do? So college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I went to school for communications cause I like to talk in front of people and I don't get nervous and I just loved it. So, um, I realized I'm like, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur. Like I want to do my own thing because I don't want to work for nobody. You know, nothing wrong with working for anybody, by the way. It's nothing wrong if you want to do it. It's fine. You know, at the end of the day, because I know some people kind of portray like, oh, you need to do your own thing and not work a nine to five. I'm like, no, it's nothing wrong with a nine to five at the end of the day. Like if people want to do that, let them do that. But anyways, um, I was going towards my entrepreneurship and then, you know, finding positive mental. I feel like with positive mental, like now I'm really finding who I am in myself. Uh, I've always kept my mental health kind of to myself and, and um, not really telling people because um, I feel like, I don't know, I, I always feel like people really wouldn't understand where I'm coming from because I'm always, like I'm the friend where I listen to you, but like I don't really like express myself because I try to be that friend that's always, you know, smiling, upbeat, always just being there instead of just hearing me out. So Positive Mental yeah. started, that's when I kind of started opening up more and started to become myself and just be who I am. So positive mental, I'm not gonna lie, positive mental really changed my life. And uh, even my um, my girlfriend now, I mean, she's really helped me in the biggest way, just being vulnerable in a really great way and just expressing myself, not holding nothing back. And she'll hold me accountable. And now she knows me to the point of like, okay, I know when something's wrong with you. I know when, um, you know, she, she knows when I'm off. So she really puts me in a position to really challenge me, and I really love that. But yeah, those two things just have really just helped me out the most. That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like you really used the decisions that you made in the past and the people around you to be a springboard for yourself and getting you closer to being who you really are as a person, which I think is huge for vulnerability because how could you share yourself with somebody else if you don't even really know who that person is, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and one thing, sorry to cut you off, but one no, thing good. is, um, you know, I realized too, like I had to fall back, you know? I, I know a lot of people talk about being able to like cut your friends off um, and in a sense, I, I, um, recently, I, okay. So I don't know if me and this friend are like done or not, but, um, just, just, this is a small story. Cause I, I feel like this kind of correlates. So basically it's like for this friend, I've done a lot, you know, mentally she went through a lot of depression and everything. So I've always been there for her. Now I have a lot of girls as friends and, you know, my girlfriend doesn't really know some of them. So it's a boundary that she wanted. So it's just a boundary. Like, so, uh, I know one of my friends, she had called me like at one, two in the morning. And my girlfriend was just like, you know, like any other girl would be though. Like, it's understandable. Like, one, two in the morning. Like, it, uh, And all my girlfriend said was, I just don't want them calling that late, which is fine. And it was like, 
you know, one of my friends like struck an attitude and was mad and everything. And, and you know, I wasn't mad, but it mostly disappointed me because it's like, man, like, okay, like I've been there for you and done a lot for you. Like, you know, just on, on, on a friend like level, it's like, all I ask for you is just have this boundary as far as just like, don't call me late because my girlfriend doesn't like it. Because at the end of the day, I, I personally feel like whoever you're with, uh, if you talk about a future, if you talk about like, you know, kids and different things, at the end of the day, I feel like that person should come first because at the end of the day, you're not marrying your friends. You're not having kids with your friends. You're not moving in with your friends. Like you're with your person. So if your person has a problem with that, like you need like respect that. Cause I would have a problem if a dude was in there that let you know, like, so it's respectable. So yeah. Yeah. And, and you had to be vulnerable with that friend and let them, let them know. Like I am really serious about my girlfriend and right. this is really important to me. Like, I feel like right. that sometimes takes that, that level of vulnerability to share those certain things with friends who might be over crossing yeah. a boundary. Right. So, you know, I, um, you know, tell my girlfriend just straight up, you know, whatever problem you have, just let me know. Cause I, cause I get it, you know? Um, it's just like uncomfortable at first. Cause it's like, Oh, like, why are all these girls just friends, you know? But you know they're all they're all just friends. It's like nothing like that. But I understand from her perspective. So I told her, you know, like I I understand your boundary. <laughs> I I wanted to kind of chat a little bit about how you grew up in like your childhood environment mm -hmm. and how you were raised. Mm -hmm. How do you feel like that has influenced your perspective or beliefs about vulnerability, at least initially? Um, so I will say that one thing with my family is, uh, they're very supportive. I have a big family and everybody's there for each other. So I have a family that, um, it's pretty balanced. Uh, I have a family that goes to church. I have a family that strong believers in God. I have a family who, when I play basketball, they all come to my games. I have family members who I can talk to, you know? So it was pretty easy to learn about vulnerability and be able to be vulnerable because my family really just, you know, illustrated to me you know like it's okay like if you're not okay like it's okay to talk to me if you need to talk to me it's okay to you know express yourself and um even though like you know growing growing up I struggle I, I struggled with, it with my friends a little bit but not family members like family members I could tell like I would say the closest person is my mom like I could tell my mom anything you know I could be super wrong with my mom you know and and also my dad or my sister or even like cousins you know like anybody in my family you know because we all have that we're all very close niche so growing up um, they really installed that inside of me, just being able to know that, you know, you can come to me, you can call me anytime, in any day of the night, in any time. So yeah, growing up, it was, man, vulnerability really came in a good play and how they taught me. So I think that that's why I was able just to be, you know, vulnerable in certain situations. Um, even though I will say that, you know, I do say that certain relationships um, before my girlfriend, I shouldn't have been vulnerable. I feel like I should. I was vulnerable too quick, where it's like you really don't know me yet. But with me, I just like. But beforehand, like I would rush. Like I'd be like, oh, like let's get together. Like let's do this. Like in like a month span, and it's like, you know, uh, I don't really, you know. But you know, with my girlfriend now, it's like I waited. I was patient. We talked for some months, and then I got with her. So it just makes sense now. So. You know, I always say uh, and tell people, like, you know, when you're in relationships, like, don't say, like, you regret being with that person. It's all just a learning curve. Like, you you learn. So, you know, yeah, it may have been bad. And yes, if that person, you know, have did you wrong or anything. But at the end of the day, like, you learned. <laughs> so you learned. So if I didn't go through all the relationships that I went through, I wouldn't have met my girlfriend. 
So I was supposed to go through all that to meet my to meet my person, you know, because now my girlfriend, me, her, just a like, like just a like. And I'm like, man, and I've always prayed to God, like, man, I want somebody like me. I want somebody who just understands me. And I felt like I never was understood. I think that was the biggest problem. And with me having the biggest heart, it was kind of like I'd be here and then like they'd be kind of like here, you know. So it, it was never a good balance. So uh, definitely with my girlfriend, she's like. She's probably like an inch above me because she does a lot, but we're probably, we're about the same. But yeah, definitely uh, back to it with my family though. I mean, it's just, they're the best and they really just helped me just learn to be vulnerable and just that it's okay to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. And I love how you've been talking about like understanding because mm. I feel like having understanding for somebody else or knowing that somebody else understands you really mm. plays into trust in right. a way. Because at least in my own life, it's been hard for me to be vulnerable with others because I felt like they didn't understand me and therefore I couldn't really trust them. And so what has been the process for you in learning how to, I guess, discern or determine if somebody is ready for your trust and how do you gauge whether somebody truly understands you? Um, so I will say beforehand, I kind of would just jump into it. And just not even think about that. Like, I'll just be like, oh, well, they like me, so I can trust them. You know, and that's, like, a bad mindset. Like, super bad. And I think it just plays a role in just me being so, like, beforehand being just so nice and just having this big heart. But uh, I will say the story with my girlfriend, though. I will say I kind of took it to a sense of, like, you know what? With With this relationship, I'm going to take it slow. And I'm going to see, like, if she's really for me or if it's, like, temporary. So I, I will say at first it was a little tough because she's in grad school. So it was really tough. And I didn't know if she liked me or if I could trust her because she was always busy. And I just did not know. I was like, ooh, like, I don't know if she really wants to be with me or she's too busy or how can I trust her? I don't know what she's doing. But I will say that for me, like now, I think the biggest thing was just knowing that, um, she was there for me because my dad went to prison for a boating accident. And in that sense, I was really like down as far as like mental health. Like it, it was pretty bad. And she was there for me. She barely even knew me, like barely knew me, didn't like really know me that well yet, but she was there for me. So I think the biggest thing was I knew her, where her heart was. I knew how her heart was. I know the genuine person she was. And I think like after a while, I was like, man, like she's really there for me. And I never really had someone there for me like she is. Like, you know, she just, like, was there for me from a perspective of just, you know, she lives about 30 minutes away from me near Disneyland, and she'll drive way out here. And I I, I remember one time, uh, it was around Halloween, and she was, she drove, like, an hour to drop me off, like, a um, it was like a Halloween basket or something. I don't know. And we barely even knew each other. And it was just, like, little small things that, like, she would do. She would do the little things, but not the little things to where it's materialistic, but the little things of like coming from her heart. And I never had that before. So that, that's how I was able to become vulnerable and be able to trust her. Cause I'm like, okay, like this woman is really here for me. And she really just sees a future and wants to stay in the long haul. And that was another problem. Like, you know, I never really had anybody that saw a future with me. It was just kind of like a temporary thing. So I think the biggest thing was just her doing the little things for me and just having that big heart like I do. I love that. I feel like that gives really great context into how you got there and I love the little things I feel like that's 
oftentimes missed. I feel like a lot of people kind of expect out of relationships for like grandiose gestures mm. or, you know, right. things like that are like stereotypical, like those mm-hmm. big like romantic things. And for some people, right. they actually do really enjoy those romantic ge- gestures. But I feel like right. for long-term relationships, like the little things do go a very long way. Um, right. And they can be paired with the big romantic ones, but like yep. you can't forget the little things for sure. Exactly. And um, yeah, that used to be one of my biggest problems because I just like I would do things and then it's like I would look back like, why would I do that? You know, where in a sense, it kind of looks like I was doing it like for my mind because it looks cool to me, but like not to you, you know. So uh, definitely like go, going down my journey, it's just being yeah. able just to learn. What were some of those things that you were like, why would I do that? Just <laughs> like, I would say just little things like dinners or uh, like flowers or surprise, just different surprises and stuff. Um, just different things like that. Just That's just too much that shouldn't have been done. Because, you know, it's kind of like in my mind, and I, I, I think some people are like this too, like in your head, it's kind of like, oh, like th- this sounds good. They're going to like it, but. It's kind of like if it doesn't correlate with that person or if that person's not like that, then it's kind of like you kind of look dumb. Yeah, I think you're touching on like thoughtfulness. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you have to think about what the other person is actually going to like and what they actually right. care about. Because right. if you just saw in a movie or like a TV show that like right. somebody showed up with flowers and the person doesn't even like flowers. Like, yeah, exactly. For the last four years, I personally have been using journaling as a healing practice and it's literally transformed my life. It's one of the key ways I've been able to work through my anxiety, get myself out of depression and really begin to thrive in life. If you're looking to get into journaling or you are in need of a new one, the Ambitious Peace journals are now available on Amazon. For those of you who don't know, these are super cute aesthetic journals with a different encouraging, motivational, and insightful quote on every single page. They're small enough to fit in a purse, they're college ruled, and have 150 pages of space to free write, jot down your life plan, or to process those really tough thoughts and emotions. If you have been watching this on YouTube or Spotify, you'll be able to see what they look like, but I will describe them for everybody, so don't worry. One is this monochromatic chocolate wave design. The second one is another monochromatic look, but it's like a pink, light pink painting on canvas. And the last one is a light blue, white, square, geometric pattern that is very satisfying to the eye. My favorite one happens to be the chocolate one, but I'm looking forward to hearing which one is your favorite. So let me know in the comments or in your reviews. Again, you can find these on Amazon. I will link the Amazon link in the description of this show. And without further ado, let's get back to the episode. So that's awesome. I'm, I'm really glad that you are touching on some of these things in relationships. And I want to touch on like the dynamic between like man and woman mm-hmm. in a relationship and uh. how that vulnerability goes between partners. Like, do you feel mm-hmm. like since women are just naturally more vulnerable, do you feel right. like it's typical that women usually lead with vulnerability or do you feel like men should step up and be more vulnerable? I'm curious what your thoughts are. 
Yeah, so I know with women, uh, they are like, you know, they're more vulnerable, but you know, I know with women, it's more like a safe and security thing uh, when they're with, uh, if they're dealing with somebody or with somebody. So I know the main two words I've always just learned is just safety and security. But um, I think generally in this generation, um, with men, just speaking from perspective of talking to my other guy friends, I know it's hard for them to be vulnerable because they just never know how a woman's going to react. Now, this is not all women. This is just like some. But it's just for some women. Some women don't really like uh, vulnerability with men because it's kind of like a man crying or a man expressing himself. It's kind of like, whoa, you know, like, hold on. And I know sometimes, and uh, me and my girlfriend talked about this, about how some cultures, it's just uh, how it is. It's just like usually the man isn't vulnerable. And um, with me, I've always felt like I think being vulnerable is important because of the simple fact that it shows your true self. I feel like if you're not vulnerable, you're not giving your all. Instead of giving 100, you're giving like 80% because I don't really know the full you. To me, if I can't be vulnerable with you or vice versa, it's like I can't be on a deep level with you. So I can't talk on a deep level with you. I can't be on a deep level with you because you're not vulnerable with me, you know? And I know some people, they but they may go through trauma in friendships, relationships, et cetera, family where it's they're, they're scared to be vulnerable because they're scared to get their heart broken or they're scared to just be able to express themselves to people because maybe people have not understood them. Maybe people have looked at them and said, like, brushed them off. Maybe it's like uh, people have heard them out and it's kind of like, uh, well, um, what am I trying to say? It's like, you know, like they kind of sag off and just back up. And I think that's why some men are are like that because maybe they've went through trauma where you know some women have you know not understood them or some men have not i mean some women have not um have backed off or after being vulnerable with the women they kind of just acted different so i think that's why it's hard for some men to be vulnerable because they don't know the reaction that will happen and i know that's happened to some of my guy friends and they get really scared but i, I tell them you know, being vulnerable, like, that's part of you. That's how, that's who you are. Like, you have to be that. I feel like if you can't be vulnerable with that person, you're not supposed to be with that person at the end of the day. Because I want to be vulnerable with somebody who's going to look at me the same from before, like, you knew anything about me or before I was vulnerable. That's how I feel. And if if I'm vulnerable around you, then I can be my full self. Um, you know, once you're, once, uh, vice versa, and she's vulnerable with me, then we can have that deeper connection and the love is like more genuine and just everything is just flowing. That's the biggest thing. You know, I, I, I think a lot of times things get forced <laughs> to where, you know, yeah. to where it's kind of like, um, um, oh, like I'm trying to like get in this or get in that or trying to get with this person. But then it's kind of like after a while, it's like people start sat backing up because like reality hits because it's like a, the, the honeymoon phase, you know, the honeymoon phase, everybody cool you know everything's going good but then like after a while you start realizing like oh this isn't it or once vulnerability kicks in it's kind of like okay this is getting real like that's when it gets real when vulnerability kicks in so i would say you know um definitely just i would want you know if any man is watching this just just to you know just be vulnerable and just know that at the end of the day like you have to be your true self and even for a woman you know just be your true self because that's the only, like that's how you know if somebody's gonna accept you or not. And if they can't accept your real self, then you just have to move on. Cause there's I always tell people, there's somebody out there for everybody. There's billions of people on the earth. There's there's one person out there for you. So it's just all about patience and just, you know, just making sure that person just respects 
everything about you, especially once you're vulnerable. Yeah, completely. And I don't know if you might disagree on this, but I feel right. like people should do it as soon as possible. Well, maybe not, definitely not on the first mm-hmm. date or anything yeah, like that, yeah. but but they should start to test the waters with vulnerability like really that's crazy. early on. That, that's crazy you said that. Sorry to cut you off. That's crazy. I was um, talking to my girlfriend too. I was like, you know, I feel like you should give somebody like little pieces of you each time and just see just see how they react to it. Cause that, that's kind of what I did. I, I just gave her little yeah. pieces of me. I was like, let me just see how this goes. And she just kept checking out the list. So I think if you just keep giving little pieces and seeing how it goes, then you can like then raise it up and be able to kind of just, you know, be more and more and more. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And, and that way you can gauge where that person is at and you can come to the conclusion a lot sooner. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like this is typical of, of younger people, younger being yeah. like, you know, it, in your late teens or even early teens, whatever. The first right. relationships up to like early 20s, I feel like it's really easy to get into these relationships where mm-hmm. you go six months, you go a year, like without like reaching those vulnerable deep levels. And like you said, right. the, the honeymoon phase expires. That year or however long it was is never wasted. But right. you could have saved some time there and yeah. maybe focused on yourself more, maybe focused on a, an, a project that you're working on a little bit more during that right. time. Um, so, yeah, that's what I that's what I say, because, you know, starting to get older, it's like, I don't got time for this. You know, I feel like we have so many options out there and not to say like, oh, cut somebody off because you got options. No, like right. you you have options in general of like, look, like you can be traveling the world, starting your dream business, all of these things that honestly get kind of taken away from when you have a relationship or, you know, somebody that you're talking to for a long mm. period of time. Like those relationships are great, but you also have options to go explore other things and it's good to just get to those conclusions a little bit sooner so that way you don't waste anybody's time right i agree because time is everything yeah and you can't get it back (laughs) can't I want to kind of go back to talking about how vulnerability has helped your mental health in general Um, because i can imagine even though you grew up with people who were very conducive of, of, of being vulnerable and can mm. support you in that. Like, how do you feel like it's really helped you in your older adult years when, you know, things are more crazy and this yeah. could be what, um, with friends, this could be like with anybody. Yeah. Vulnerability has helped. Um, I would say a lot with my mental health as far as just being able, like, like I said before, like positive mental has really just, it, it's opened my eyes to everything, you know, um, just being able to know like, okay, just um, like I said before, my father going to prison over a ac- uh, boating accident, you know, I kind of realized, you know, like I'm not okay, you know, and it's okay not to be okay. So I had to realize like, you know, it's okay to express my mental health and to express my feelings and how I'm feeling to somebody because at the end of the day, if I boil all that in, it just gets sunk in and then it goes you know to my thoughts because i'm an overthinker so it all goes in my head and it's just like it just gets worse and worse and worse so that's why i always advocate too to always express yourself to somebody and even like people who follow me on social media especially with tiktok uh because that's my biggest platform i always tell people like you know you can come my dms or hit me up on instagram and i'll talk to you like i'm really cool like i'll 
you know, hear somebody out. I, I know one person has said that I have saved their, I had saved their life before, as far as just from killing themselves. And that's how I knew this brand was pretty powerful. But yeah, just being able to just know that, you know, you know, dealing with what I went through with my dad, because me and my dad are close as far as um, father son relationship, really close. Like live together, do things together, do a lot. So he's always helped me out. So, you know, being away from him is just different. You know, it doesn't feel the same. It's like a piece of me is missing. So I think that, um, you know, having positive mental has just really just helped me express myself in a sense of, you know, um, being just deeply knowing that just express myself to my girlfriend now. Because I, I tell her everything now. So if anything's wrong with me, I just go straight to her. But I feel like, you know, like I'm starting to become depressed. Just go to her. Like I said, keeping it in, because usually I keep it in, because I'm the type where this is a good mentality, but a bad mentality, but I'm like, you know what, tomorrow's a new day, you know? And it's like, yeah, but it's like, you're still kind of holding, you're holding in still. So yeah, tomorrow's a new day, but you're still holding on to yesterday. So it's kind of just like, I learned that, you know, once you express yourself, like you feel much better. And, you know, uh, another thing that's helped me too is meditation. Uh, meditation is just a really big thing that's helped me um, as far as just being able to really just calm just calm down and just really just be my own little world and that's the one thing that i love but definitely i will say positive mental has helped me tell my life it's just helped me definitely just express myself and my mental health and just being vulnerable to my mental health and just you know just knowing that i could go to people and then you know it it, it feels good it feels even better i always say to have somebody in your corner to be there for you because it makes it just a thousand times better because when you have somebody there for you, then, man, like, I get, like, an extra boost. Even when I'm down, I'll have that extra boost and just feel like, you know, I got to go make a video or spread some positivity to somebody else, you know? Yeah, I love that. And I feel like that last piece that you're talking about of, of you know, doing something that helps somebody else, like, I, for me, that's always really helped my sadness or when I'm, like, down in the dumps, like, doing something, mm -hmm. like, to make somebody else smile or just to make somebody else's day, it like automatically makes you feel better because you like gave with the intention of, of spreading positivity. And therefore that came from you and right. it, it levels you up a little bit. So yeah, I definitely agree. Psst. Are you enjoying this episode as much as I am? Girl, I hope so. If you're getting anything positive from this podcast, I would love it if you left a review and shared it with a friend you feel like needs to hear it. I know you hear this a lot, but this is really the only way other people can benefit and grow from this information as well. If you listen to this podcast, I'm assuming you have a desire for the world to be in a better place. And what better way to do that than by spreading awareness of self-development to help each person grow and be better a little more each day. And you might be asking, well, what's in it for you? Well, I'll shout you out on a future episode if you leave a review. Plus, at that point, we're pretty much friends. And the best part, it's completely free. So thank you so much for being a listener of Grow To Be Free. It really means the world to me. And now, back to the episode. How do you distinguish between looking at something that doesn't really matter and like, like being nitpicky versus yeah. like looking at those small things that you're talking about? Um, I feel like, um, you know, lo looking at those two things, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, people are going to make mistakes. Like, le let's not, you know, let's not put that to this. I mean, people are going to make mistakes. Mistakes happen. 
but like you don't want the mistakes to be like consistent and that's the main thing with me is just having mistakes be just consistent consistent and a lot of times i think nowadays like some people out here are just really nice and to the point where it's like we, we keep giving chance after chance because you know w- once you become vulnerable i mean you give people a lot of chances you know chances mm. just keep coming and coming and coming so mm. it's like you know i try to explain to my uh, uh girls as friends like you know they give people chances after chance but like you know the dude and you know, had some girl DM them and then had, you know, another situation happen where it's kind of a clear sight where God is telling you like, hello, you know what I'm saying? But I know a lot yeah. of people kind of like, it, well, some people ignore that stuff because they feel as if they feel they see the good in that person. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, that's why it's like, sometimes you can't really talk to some of your friends sometimes about like relationships or the, or the person they talk about. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, I could give an hour speech to somebody and they'll go do something else. So it's it's just kind of like you felt like it was pointless because it's like it didn't get nowhere. But um, basically, um, between the two things, I just feel like the main thing is just seeing that if it's like a consistent pattern. Because you'll see after a while, like you let it go one time, let it go two times. I kind of give like a three strike rule usually. But um, yeah, just being able just to see if it's like really on a consistent basis because people are gonna do things consistently. Like, because once you let it go, they they gonna do it again. Believe that. that that's on both sides. They'll, they'll do it again. That's so good. I have another question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. After you've been vulnerable with somebody for uh-huh. a length of time, a significant length of time, but you feel like now they've made maybe those consistent mistakes and now you're like, all right, we gotta, we gotta take a step back. Like how do you rewind that vulnerability after you've already been vulnerable with that person, they've been vulnerable with you and you've just kind of already shared that. Like, how do you scale it back? Oh, that's a hard thing to do. Cause well, uh, that's a good question. Cause it's kind of hard. Cause it's like, I feel like once I'm vulnerable with somebody, it's kind of like, well, they know me now. And I, and that's why I feel like some people stay in certain situations because they know that the person already knows who they fully are. So it's kind of like, they feel as if like, I, I feel like in this generation, we hate to start over. Like starting over is like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> uh, you know, and understandable. It's like, you've kind of been with this person already. They know who you are. You've been vulnerable with them. And it's like a lot of times that person may 95% of the time understand you and who you are. So it's kind of like, I don't want this to end because I don't want to have to start over again with somebody else. But, you know, the biggest thing is I feel like, you know, starting over might be the best thing for you. Starting, you know, and that's not even with somebody. That's just on your own journey, doing your own thing. But uh, scaling that vulnerability back is, um, I feel like, you know, it sets that boundary in a way. Because it's kind of like, I feel like the other person is going to look at it from a perspective of like, ooh, like, like she's like, now the guard is up. Like, now I got to, you know, get it together. Or now it's like a serious thing where I can possibly lose this person. So if I really love, like this person, I need to get it together. I need to be able to stop doing the, the consistent things that I'm doing and be able to be that man or woman that I'm supposed to be, you know? That's good. <laughs> wow. Brian, this has been amazing. I, I, I really love it. your perspective. I think you, I, I think you just definitely brought some great perspective to the table on this subject. And where can the listeners find you? Where can they connect with Positive Mental? Like, where can they get the stuff? Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Positive Mental Official. 
Uh, you can find me on TikTok where I'm always on. I'm always on TikTok. I'm always making videos uh, at positive underscore mental three. And uh, my website is positive-mentality.com. That's awesome. Yeah, guys, I can vouch his TikTok videos are pretty solid. They're, <laughs> they're <laughs> definitely you. encouraging and motivating and they make your day and they're relevant. So go and follow him. Go check out the <laughs> website. And I love the designs as well. So you can uh, see there's you. so many different designs. Um yeah, I feel not, like a lot of them are different styles too. So it's like you're not like yeah, exactly. Just into one thing. I, I'm actually about to relaunch though because um, I kind of want to do it in house now because uh, I see how, how big it's getting. So I'm kind of going to scale and redo designs and do a lot of cool stuff coming up. So it's going to be really cool. Nice. Well, we're excited to see it. Appreciate it. <laughs> Can't appreciate wait. it. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Brian. Um, lastly, I love to pray for my guests at the end of the episode. So oh, if nice. you don't mind, I'd love to pray for you. Love that. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day, God. Thank you so much for Brian and really instilling in him a dream and a des desire to help others in the aspect of mental health. I know that you've called us to be healthy individuals and especially being healthy mentally because that just allows us to be uh, better people on this earth and be able to touch people in a better way. So Lord, I pray for everything that Brian is doing right now, whether it be TikTok videos, the new designs, updating the website, networking, Lord God, I pray that you will just place a blessing upon everything that he's doing so that way it grows and scales and becomes as big as it possibly can and connect him with all the people that are in the running to help him with that and, and partner with him in this. And, and I pray just a financial blessing upon him and his girlfriend and a, and a great relationship blessing as well as you've already been doing within them. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I love this. Yeah, no problem. Well, thanks, Brian. We will talk to you soon. Definitely. Thank you so much. Bye.